super important principle that I have learned and that I know and is still hard to to do, but I'm aware of it at least, is you can't get offended. Like you just cannot get offended because normally that would could be something that you could choose to be offended about. But I kind of joked around with it when I when they said that. And I, I said, well, come on. Like, there's got to be something. Let's think of something. And they're like, nope, there's nothing. And I said, okay, I got one. Good evening. Welcome to the podcast. We're back for our 81st episode. That is amazing. 81 episodes. I remember when we thought to ourselves about starting a podcast, I never thought we'd have 81 episodes. Yeah, neither did I. And it's actually been kind of cool to see how, you know, we just had this idea that we should do this podcast. And so I remember like when we were brainstorming, like, why should we do it? What should we do? We didn't really know for sure, but we're like, maybe this will help us like with our ability to just like, you know, storytell and just share experiences that we've had that have been entrusted to us. And I would say over the course of the last year and a half or so that we've been doing this, it's kind of evolved into, you know, just uh, hopefully something that is a helpful tool to those who might be interested in adopting. Yeah, I would say adopting. I would also say a helpful tool for those that are parents or thinking about becoming a parent and you can learn from our mistakes as we share because sure. one thing we've tried to do is just be honest and open and even raw about things that we're doing that maybe aren't the right things or lessons learned and maybe some of the successes that we've had as well and and how we've got lucky a few times in making the right decision. Yeah, that's true. It, it is, I guess, now that I think about it, a lot more than adoption. I feel like just because we just recently completed our adoption, we've been talking so much about that, but we also have shared a lot of parenting ups and downs that we've had as well as with like our typical kids and our special needs kids. No question. Yeah. And it's been fun. We have had a number of guests over the last couple of years as we've been doing this podcast that offer great insights, whether that's an adoptive parent or a child or a family entrusted with a special needs loved one or just interesting individuals that have an amazing story to tell. So this has been a fun experience. We are definitely... I would say novices when it comes to podcasts. Um, we have not really ever paid attention to ratings or s- stars or comments or anything. And literally, we just looked tonight for our first time. We're right. like, we should see if we have any ratings or who has made any comments. And we were surprised to find that there were some really nice comments on there. Well, there's one that I saw. I, I think there was only one that I saw. Oh, maybe but, just one. But there was a really nice comment, and that made me feel super nice, super happy, and super thankful. In fact, I'll read it. This was on November 8th of 2023, so not long ago, like less, just a little over a month ago. This is from Shark Psych PhD. It said, what a gift it is to listen to the different insights and part of so many journeys through adoption. This is such a real, open, hopeful, and honest discussion on so many important topics. I'm so grateful for the work you are doing and my opportunity to learn alongside you. So that was a very, very nice comment. And we're thankful for that. Yeah, thank you for doing that. And we also noticed that we have 20 ratings and they're all five-star ratings. So I think that's good, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, right? Couldn't (laughs) ask for better. That's right. 
So we did a podcast midweek uh, and shared about the experience that we had with Jessica, our girls we adopted through foster care as we met her for the very first time. And so we met with her, when was that? That was Tuesday. Yeah, the girl's mom. So it's been five or six days. There was, as we shared in the podcast, there was a lot of emotion. There's still a lot of emotion and just a desire to know what the right thing to do is there. And um, Andrea and I have talked about it and, and we've explored different ideas and reached out to a few different people. But interestingly enough, um, we haven't actually heard from Jessica since then. I sent pictures to her from the evening and we just haven't heard anything. And that's actually pretty par for the course. Um, a lot of times we'll have interaction and then we'll go a season without having any interaction or any communication. communication. And so um, we hope that she's well and, and hope everything is fine and actually hope to have some communication with her if if that works out. Yeah, for sure. And um, one other thing that we have been talking about is just how like right now kind of feels like an emotionally fatiguing stage that we're going through just with the children that we've adopted and, you know, with the situation with the girls, mom meeting, meeting her, it was awesome, but a little bit just like, I don't know, I feel a little emotionally fatigued this week. No question. Yeah. I, uh, in very <coughs> transparent way, um, most evenings this week in the past. So I think this is week seven that we're home the past six weeks before that I couldn't wait to get home because it's just fun to be here and to to speak with the kids from Columbia and see how their day was. And for six weeks, it's just been fun. And this week, honestly, I I have not been looking forward to coming home as much as I had, just because I I feel similar to Andrea, or I was just I'm just tired. And you know, the thought of coming home and then troubleshooting and and you do I do you know as far as Spanish goes, you really have to focus in and, and pay attention and just to comprehend it and understand it. And like, honestly, you probably noticed I've, I've, I've worked a little bit later this week <laughs> in, the, in the evenings. So just being transparent there. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, um, you know, for sure, Brady and I are feeling it, but I also feel like everybody's feeling it in the family right now. I feel like, um, you know, the, the kids have been home long enough that all the newness, all the excitement, kind of like the honeymoon phase, I would say, is beginning to wear off to where it's like, this is, you know, like we're like for the kids that we adopted, it's like, this is our new normal. And they're just trying to embrace that. And that's hard. And it's difficult. Like, you know, we were kind of wondering some on a few of the evenings this week, we were like, man, like what is going on today? Like, this is crazy. And then we just have to step back and like remind ourselves, oh yeah, like when we were in Columbia for one month, like we felt like this, like we just couldn't wait to go home because you do just kind of like, you just get a little bit on edge and a little bit like tired of everything. And you, you know, it's still not like in your comfort zone yet. Like everything's still out of your comfort zone. And so you just get kind of like, cranky and don't want to do everything that you know you're asked to do and it's just a little bit I would say like tiring for everyone right now yeah when when we were in Columbia I remember that last week to 10 days or so we were there and you know the first couple two three weeks everything Colombian was like amazing and the food is great and look at this is so awesome all the music and the culture and you just take it all in but by the end you're pretty much done with that. And you just kind of want 
like carpet and hot water and you know like the stuff that you take for granted when you're when you're up here in the United States but uh, I know that's what they're experiencing right now in fact um, we were driving one night and we went to Brinley's choir concert and I had I think three of the four kids with us or with me driving back and I asked them I said hey so you know we've been home almost two months and you're starting to really get to know the United States and what would you say is one thing about the United States that you just love and that you even like more than what you experienced in Colombia? And I listened and they immediately said, nada, nothing. <laughs> like didn't even, they didn't, didn't even like, didn't even like question it. And I'm like, there's nothing that you like better here than in Colombia. And they're like, nope. There's not a single thing here we like more. And they the one thing that I remember, and I've talked about this in the podcast, is a super important principle that I have learned and that I know and is still hard to, to do, but I'm aware of it at least, is you can't get offended. Like you just cannot get offended because normally that would could be something that you could choose to be offended about. But I kind of joked around with it when I when they said that. And I, I said, well, come on. Like, there's got to be something. Let's think of something. And they're like, nope, there's nothing. And I said, okay, I got one. And I said, what do you think about how clean it is here? Like, on the streets, there's no garbage. There's no garbage, like, just laying around. It's, like, super, super clean. And Sandra actually jumped right in, and she's like, oh, yes, yep, you're right. That is so much better here. And then the other kids kind of followed, so they're like, yeah, yeah, that is that is nice. And so we got one. We got one. Clean and streets. I, and I think we found another one, too, because we said you can just, like, go outside and you don't have to worry about somebody just coming up and robbing you. And they were like, yeah, that's true too. (laughs) Yeah, they did say that. And then Jairo, he's so funny with that. He goes, in Colombia, dad, they'll like, they'll rob your house. Like they won't just rob like your car or your bike. Like they'll come and steal your house. I'm like, yeah, I know, buddy. That's one of the advantages that we have here is you don't have to worry about that. They're like, yeah, okay, that was good. And they do love to remind Brady how he got his phone stolen. That is that is kind of a highlight that they have of, of Columbia. That's like dad, you know, I'm just the, the dumb gringo that got his phone stolen. So yeah. 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 And I would say like one thing that I'm just realizing more and more as we get further into this adoption is how different it is adopting an older kid or a teenager versus like a toddler, you know, cause like when Cooper and the girls were little, they came to us. And so I think, you know, they were like, they were at a stage in life where like I chose everything for them, right? Like I would choose what they were going to eat and what they were going to wear and what, you know, like what movies they were going to watch and all that stuff. And it's so different with these kids because they already have all their preferences and like their preferences are not going to change just because like I want them to do something or ask them to do something, you know? And so that's kind of a unique thing as well that kind of goes along that line of just like not being offended. Like I just have to remember, you know, that like these, like these kids, like the things that the choices that they make, the things they choose, like it's because, you know, of the culture that they've grown up in. Like they've lived their whole lives in Colombia and they are Colombian and they are always going to be Colombian. And like, that's great. It's awesome. It's okay. But it is definitely different than like a younger child adoption. And I, I was a, a bit naive on that where I, I don't know why I thought this and, and I don't think this was right, but I just kind of thought that they would come to the United States and like want to be American. Like they would want... They would want to wear the clothes that the kids are wearing here and listen to the music that the kids are listening to here because 
I just thought they would think that was cool. And like fast forward now, they don't. <laughs> they, there's actually one Beatles song that Sandra does like that Mason plays and she loves that. But outside of that, they don't like American music. They don't like the clothes. It's really funny with Christmas coming up and we ask them, so what do you want Santa to bring you? And, and they're like, I don't know. I, I'll think about it. And and I say, well, what about like some clothes or something? And they're, they're like, like, no, absolutely like not. No clothes. And I said, why? And they go, the clothes you guys pick out are horrible. They're ugly. We don't like them. And I thought, yeah, it's probably better you guys do pick out your own clothes. Yes, that's true. It's funny. And also one funny thing. um, So they love shoe shopping. And I think we've mentioned that before in our podcast, how they just like are always asking for shoes and want new shoes and stuff. And so they've been asking for shoes like since we've been home, which we got them shoes in Columbia. So we hadn't bought them any shoes here. And they really were like wanting some shoes from the United States, made in the United States, big deal to them and stuff. And so anyway... I took the oldest two shoe shopping this week and it was really funny. Like they told me, I'd asked them, you know, like, what kind of shoes do you want? And Sandra told me she wanted Converse and John told me he wanted Nikes. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm like, I'll take him to, um, famous footwear because they have like both of those brands. And then we can just go to one store, find what, you know, they're looking for and be done. So, so we go to the store, we go to famous footwear and we go in and like, I want to know what size their feet actually are because the shoes we got them in Colombia were in Colombian sizes, which, you know, are not comparable to the shoe sizes we have here in the U.S. And so I asked the lady at the store to come measure their feet so that I could see what their actual sizes were. And that was really embarrassing to them. They did not like that. They didn't like having to take their foot out and, like, measure it, but they did it. But I couldn't figure out, like, why they, like, were, you know, like, kind of putting up a little bit of a fight about it, like, why they didn't want to do it, why they didn't like it. And then um, as soon as their feet were measured, you know, I, I – like took them to the sizes that they were so they could look in their sizes for shoes. And I'm like, okay, here's the Nikes, John. Here's the Converse, Sandra. And they were both just acting like super funny about it. And they wouldn't like pick out any of the shoes. They didn't like any of the shoes. And so I was like, what is going on? I like could not figure it out. And so John and Sandra were like talking, but I couldn't understand what they were saying in Spanish. And then finally we pull out my phone so that I can translate. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you guys are saying. And they put in my phone that they want to go. They don't want to buy shoes here at this store. They want to go to the Nike store and the Converse store. They don't want to get them here. And so I'm like thinking what, like why? And then, um, I didn't even like, no, but I'm just like, okay, well luckily, you know, there's these outlet stores by where we live. So I'm like, okay, I'll take him to the Converse outlet and the Nike outlet. So we get in the car and we drive from American Fork up to the outlets in Lehigh and we go to the Nike and the Converse outlets. And, <clears throat> and I realized when we got there, this is so funny, but they, they could care less what size the shoes are. Like when they buy shoes, they just want to buy a shoe because they like the shoe, right? Because it's like a Nike brand. They're getting it at the Nike store and it's like this cool shoe that they well, that's, want. That's a thing, a big thing down there. There's there's a lot of, you know, Nike shoes or Converse shoes in South America that none of them are like a real brand. Yeah, it's a knockoff. And so they've thought at Famous Footwear that, oh, this just must be a knockoff store. These aren't real Nike shoes. You have to go to the Nike store to get Nike shoes is what they were thinking. Yeah, that's what they were thinking, but I don't know. That. But I was I was just laughing because when we did get there, like once again, I was showing them where their sizes were and they were like horrified that I would suggest they get shoes their size. And they like went and just found the ones that they liked. And they were like telling me like these ones. And I was like, telling, well, try them on. 
because they were like obviously too big, you know, and they would try them on and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is good. And I was like, no, it's not good. It's like four sizes too big. It's like, like a lot bigger. fall off your foot, you know? And so it was just really funny. And then I realized, you know what? All the shoes that they are wearing, like they always shuffle. And I was like thinking, I think now I understand why, because they're always wearing shoes that are too big for them. Yep. And so they're literally like, sh- it sounds like they're shuffling around the house all the time because their shoes are too big that they're wearing. <laughs> and so it was just super funny because... Yeah, I just like didn't know what to do because I because you really have to just like pick your battles with things like this. So I'm like, okay, am I going to like try and convince them that they should wear shoes their size and that it will be better and more comfortable and more practical? Or am I just going to like let them pick the shoes that they want to pick and just not worry about that they're too big? And so I don't like fighting battles very much. And so that's what I did. I'm like, okay, you pick your shoes. We'll get your shoes. And, you know, like. Brady had already told him, like, this is your one pair of shoes that you're getting for the rest of the winter, I think. I wish so bad we could show you a picture of the shoes that Sandra picked out because they are, I don't know, how would you describe them? They're cute. They're trendy, big, huge, like the biggest, clunkiest Converse shoes that I've ever seen. They're like platform shoes and they're cool. They're super trendy. They're like, you know, obviously probably not comfortable, especially because they're a couple sizes too big, (laughs) but they're cute. Yeah, I, I was surprised there. I mean, hey, you know what? I am not a 15-year-old Colombian, so what do I know? <laughs> but that, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I would say is we do have to pick our battles. One thing that we're experiencing right now with Rocio, the youngest, the the 10-year-old, we are just struggling with her sleep schedule. And so she has got into this rhythm to where she'll come home and then she'll just nap. She'll take a nap. She'll sleep for three hours and we'll try and wake her up and she just doesn't want anything to do with it. And then she'll stay up late playing around or doing whatever she does. Taking late late night baths she loves yep. to do. <laughs> late night baths have become a thing. This is even after like we put them to bed and everything's, you know, lights off. And then we'll see on the ring camera at 1130, she's coming downstairs and getting a drink of water and whatever walking it may around. be. Yeah, walking around. But so this week is there was one day that she didn't go to school and I think I had an early appointment and so I had left. And um, when I found out she didn't go to school, I talked about it. I'm like, that's a non-negotiable and I need you to go to school. And she said, all right, fine. So the next morning we get her up at 630 because she's got to get ready for school or at least turn the light on. I go back up there at 715. She's still laying in bed with the light on, sound asleep. I'm like, Rocio, like you have got to get up like right now. And then immediately she goes into, I don't know what we would call this, but Latino. She just whines a lot. Yeah, a little, little bit of a Latino whining mode, which is something super funny because before we adopted kids from Colombia, um, I would actually uh, kind of tease Andrea about this because when I was serving my mission in Peru, you would find uh, the guys would do it, but also the sisters especially did it. And a lot of times it was like older you know, almost grandma type um, sisters or or ladies that would just whine. And so they would, you know, they'd see us American missionary and they would say, please, could you please give me a dollar for my, for my food, please? Just one little tiny dollar. That's all I need. It's just, just a little dollar for my food. And like most of them talk like that, like, for anything and not just begging, but just like that's kind of how they roll. And that's exactly how Rocio is is 
much of the time is she's very, very whiny and very, I don't know how you would describe it, but just like kind of needy that way. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. And I think she's so adorable and cute, but it's like funny because she does whine a lot, like just a whole lot and about everything, you know, like everything, like doesn't want to get up, doesn't want to get dressed, doesn't want to get ready, doesn't want to get in the car. And when she does come to get in the car, there's usually already someone in the front seat and she'll like open the door and demand that they get out of the front seat so she can ride there and she will not get in. And everybody's like frustrated because they're we waiting, that. waiting to leave. And like she, she, she actually didn't go to school she, this week because she, she couldn't sit in the get front. get in because she can't sit in the front seat. And so, yeah, it just creates kind of like these conflicts where, we're like, Rocio, we have 10 people in the car waiting to leave and you were the last one out here and you can't just like get in the van and sit down. It's kind of frustrating sometimes. But but then like on the other hand, like she's just adorable. She because is. I don't know why she's so adorable, but she, she is. is. And, and she, she will like give great big hugs yeah. and just like tell you that she loves you. And yeah. yeah. So it is just kind of a fu- like a funny thing. It's like a, I don't know, what's it called? Jekyll Hyde personality kind of where it's just like, you're just like love her to death. And then the next minute you're just like so frustrated with her because you're like, okay, like I know you're just like putting on this huge act and I know this isn't you, but will you just get in the car? Yeah. <laughs> like- I, I don't remember if we shared this on another po- podcast episode, but share about the time she locked herself in the car. Oh, I think I did share about did this, you? but I think I, I'm pretty sure I did, but yeah, I took her to school one morning and she wouldn't want to get out of the car. So I jumped out to go around and open the door for her. And I was trying to get like coaxed out of the car. Well, when I jumped out, I left the keys in the car, like in the cup holder in between. And she grabbed the keys and locked me out of the car and thought it was really funny. So I like went in the school and I was like, maybe if I go in, she'll just like come in eventually. So I went in and I was like hanging out with the secretary, talking to her for a few minutes and Rocio wasn't coming, wasn't coming. And so finally the secretary was like, well, we have lots of kids that don't want to come in the morning. She's like, we usually send the counselor out to get him. Do you want the counselor to come out with you? And I'm like, yeah, let's try that. So I walked out with the counselor and she was embarrassed and got out and went in with the counselor. But yeah, there are little things like that that happen. Yeah. And something with me, I'm definitely a lot more firm with Rocio, like the school back to the school thing. I literally had to get to a point now where I said, look, I will carry you, like I will pick you up and carry you to the car and take you to the school in your pajamas. Or you can choose to get up and have breakfast and get your school clothes on and then I will care and I will take you to school. You get to decide. And she's just mad as a hornet ever that I would even suggest that. But she knows that I actually would do that. And so she got up and she got ready and, and that took two days, I think, is what we had to go through with that. Now she's definitely a bit more um, willing because she knows like this is something that we do every single day as we go to school. So I don't know how that's going to be when she's 14 or 16, <laughs> but uh, for now, 10-year-old Rocio, it's, it's working out just fine. Yeah, she's she is great, but she definitely is, I would say, like the most challenging to parent right now because just like I feel like she just is at a place where like she needs a lot of attention and that's just kind of like the way that she gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. No question. And by and large, I would say that we still have a great relationship with her. We've shared some of the challenges that we've had, but on the flip side, you know, every evening, um, Rocio's in our room chatting until late into the, as late as we'll let her and just laughing and joking around. And and she does a really nice job that way. And honestly, we just share this stuff, not because we know, like we're just 
seriously doing the best that we can with the with what we have and what we know and what we feel like is right and hopefully it's good and in some cases maybe it's not yeah who knows right but also that's why I say like the Jekyll Hyde thing because it's so funny because she'll like infuriate everyone and then but she's also just like close with everyone too like Mm -hmm. she's the one that like her and Mason like I love watching them play because they are just like so cute and so so close like they just hug each other you know and they're like want to go play together and just have fun together and like I love that that side of it too but also like you know if they're if she wants to push his buttons and if he wants to push her buttons like they will and then there's the whole flip side of like worst enemies for a few minutes no question this week we did celebrate Coop's birthday that was fun Coop turned 12 can't believe Coop's 12 already my goodness yeah, that's kind of crazy to see little little Cooper man being 12. One thing I'll say about Coop is the first pitch campaign uh, that we've been working on all last year has really come together for this upcoming year. We have five different venues locked down um, in MLB and hopefully have another one this week. But we're really excited to see Coop sing the song he's meant to sing in the, the different MLB stadiums this summer. Lots of travel. Yeah, he's he's awesome, and it is like it's so amazing just to see the miracles that have happened with Cooper since he's been in our family, and just what he truly is, just like such a joy and a light in our in our home and in our community. I am thankful for Coop and Nash because they are the most easygoing kids <laughs> that are out there. By far, the most easygoing kids of all of them. Yes, and they actually are super helpful to have in our family during this like transition time of adoption too, because they just like they just keep their innocence and they just keep like their sweet little personalities, which is really helpful because even though, you know, it can be like a little intense with different things for them, it's not, it's just all normal. Like it is all the time. They still go and give everybody big hugs every single day and just impromptu stuff, you know, kind of random stuff. They're going to walk up to somebody and give them a great big hug. And how do you not love that? Like right when people need it. And so it's kind of like there's their special ability that we always talk about. Yep. So this week, the kids are getting out of school. I'm a little bit nervous for what that's going to look like. I have taken measures to try and get ahead of this internet access situation. As we've shared, the schools issued our kids a laptop, which we didn't, we weren't prepared for that. None of our other kids had that with the school that they were going to, but we've had to get ahead of that. And so it's, it's actually hard. It goes back to picking your battles and just trying to maintain relationship while also making sure people are safe and protected and doing the things that they need to be doing. And so this um, this upcoming next couple of weeks are going to be pretty unique because they'll be here all day. And um, we are very limited in relation to what we're offering or what we're allowing them to have access to by way of internet and TV and different things. So hopefully we can keep them entertained in a way that doesn't drive Andrea crazy. Right? Yeah. So if you have some good ideas, put them in the comments because we we need ideas of things to do over this holiday break to keep everybody engaged and doing good activities. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, that is our update for the week. Thanks for chiming in. Going back to what we talked about in the beginning, thanks for the comments and thanks for rating the podcast. The whole purpose of this is to just share some light and some joy and hopefully there's parents out there that listen to this that maybe would consider adoption or just simply are um, are just trying to do the best that they can with with our kids and, and helping them to become great, great people. So thanks for tuning in. See you next time.